You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Okay, everybody, before we get into today's episode, I'd love to take a moment to recognize our show sponsor, Jane, an all-in-one practice management software. The team at Jane knows how essential privacy and security are for your clinic, and they're committed to keeping your data safe. With Jane, you can rest assured knowing Jane is HIPAA compliant and your data is encrypted with bank-level security and backed up on secure servers. Jane also makes it easy for full access users to set staff roles and adjust the level of access your team has to your schedule, charts, billing, and other clinic-wide settings. This helps maintain the privacy of your client's data while ensuring your staff can still access the information they need. If you're curious to learn more about privacy and security with Jane, head to jane.app slash medical aesthetics to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. Don't forget, you can also mention my code NURSECEO at the time of a sign-up for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. All right, let's get back to the show. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Christina Kohan on with us. Christina, thanks so much for being here with us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Katie. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So why don't you start out by giving us a little background of you as a nurse. Uh, what is your background in nursing? Yeah, so my back uh, cardiac nursing. So my background is in uh, cath lab, ICU, and um, high acuity vascular care. Um, so really, all all things cardiovascular. Awesome. And how long have you been a nurse? Um, so I have been a nurse. Let's see. I graduated in 2008. So the math on that. Let's see. <laughs> About 15 years. It goes by so fast, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yep. I still feel like I just graduated and that was 1996. And that doesn't seem like that. It was that long ago, but apparently it was. So, um, all right. So you've been um, in nursing. Uh, are you still working in the hospital at this point? I am, um, but not typical patient care nursing. What are you doing? So I am a nurse informaticist. Um, some people call us in- informaticians. I definitely <laughs> prefer informaticists. Uh, informatician <laughs> makes my mind go dark places. <laughs> it sounds like a magician. Or, or, a, or, a, um, yeah. <laughs> or a mortician. <laughs> or a mortician. <laughs> oh, uh, and how did you get into that? Yeah. So I'll, I'll start off with how I didn't get into it because a lot of times going from a bedside nursing job to a desk job, cause that's what I have as a desk job. Um, it's a back injury or some type of physical injury. Um, I actually didn't have any back problems until I started sitting at a desk. So it wasn't a back injury. Um, I got into, um, informatics by knowing the system could be better, uh, you know, as a bedside nurse, Having to document the same thing in three places, I became um, very vocal about it and um, bought myself a ticket to projects um, for nurses to make the system better. Oh, that um, that's awesome. I, I thought you were going to say, because <laughs> a lot of times they don't like it when people solve problems in the hospital. <laughs> um, <laughs> wasn't sure where that ticket was going. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> 
Um, all right. Awesome. So yeah, because you're right. It, it is something that I feel like ever since we transitioned from paper to computer based, um, it, it's not like it's made our life easier. It's made our life actually harder because they've never take anything away from the charting. They only add things. <laughs> Very true. Katie. So true. Uh, so what were some of the things that you vocalized that uh, got you this ticket to informaticist? Yeah. So, um, you know, it started off with what I remember the most is um, documentation not carrying over. So, you know, we didn't have within defined limits and I created a workaround. So I would go in at the beginning of my shift and I would sign my documentation because I knew that my previous documentation would be there for a certain amount of time. And then I'd go back and I would edit it, what had changed in my assessments. And so, um, you know, that, and then the other big one was VTE prophylaxis. They wanted me to document that three different places. And I had to log into a completely separate system. And I'm like, I don't have time for this. You know, I need to actually give the VTE prophylaxis. So you choose, I document it or I do it. <laughs> um, that, that's so true. And the funny thing is, is that it, it's, it feels like when you say it, it's relatively simple. Like, is it that big of a deal to check off a box in this place and that place? But I've read studies that said that nurses spend like 60% of their time treating the computer. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I was very clicked off. We'll put it that way. It was too many clicks. <laughs> um, all right. I like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right. So they, so they suggested that you, um, you know, you vocalize the problem. So your reward was to solve the problem. Um, so how did you even get started in solving this problem? And did you know anything about computers other than what you were doing as a nurse? No, I, I knew nothing. Um, I was a Luddite. That's what we call people who don't know computers. Um, and I, I got into projects, I got into some evidence-based practice projects. So there was a lot of nursing process involved with it. Um, but documentation was always, was always a second thought, you know, it's, it's like, let's put a program up and then, Oh, wait, we're going live next week. How are we going to document this? Or what's our process going to be? Oh, we didn't really think that out. So, um, it does it, always feel that way too. <laughs> it, does, it does. And now I'm on the other end and it's like, you know, people call me like, we're going live next week. We need somewhere to document this or some way to do this. And so, um, it's, it's, a much bigger part of nursing than I think anybody gives it credit. Right. Right. Yeah. Because I, you know, I feel like if you're going to build out a charting system, you would want nurses to be in the, the forefront of that, to, to be running that. Absolutely. Um, so what, were you able to solve a, lo a lot of problems or, I mean, did your view of what a, a nurse informaticist uh, change, has it changed over time? Yeah, it certainly has. And in the industry, informatics is a very broad term. So it could really mean several different things. Um, my first introduction through projects was primarily around teaching nurses how to use the EHR and um, got into teaching how to, the physicians how to use EHRs. Um, but really it was that training piece. And now it's much broader. It's, it's project management, it's training, it's education. It's um, process mapping, it's systems thinking, it's administration, it's change management. It is it, it is everything and very hard to define sometimes. 
Did you ever see yourself in that role? Um, or is this, you know, something that you just keep finding yourself pushing into? Yeah, gosh, no, I never thought like it, when I was in nursing school, I never would have thought I'm going to be working on the EHR. Um, I thought I'd be a bedside nurse. I was so passionate about patient care and I never wanted to leave the bedside. Um, but I kind of got a glimpse into this world and it made me realize I had, I had a chance to make a bigger impact for our patients. So it yep. used to be, you know, as a bedside nurse, I could care for a patient, hopefully make a difference in a patient's day or stay in the hospital. Now I care for the caregivers and I give them all chances of success when it comes to the computer and technology so that they can focus on the patient. Okay. So now do you just do this for one hospital system or do you go to multiple places? Yeah. So I, I'm a consultant, so I am available. Whoever needs, um, you know, a nurse informaticist to come in and do all those things. Um, you know, a lot of times there's a problem to solve or an implementation um, that, you know, they're going live with Epic or they're going live with Cerner and they need somebody to come in and, and do workflow and gap analysis. Um, so it's a lot of implementation work. Okay. And so when you first went into uh, this nurse informaticist, you know, so that was all new. When did you decide that you would do consulting and, and how did you know that you could do that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of was consulting the whole time anyway, in hindsight, you know, I was dealing with so many different departments and so many different projects. It really was like a new consulting gig, if you will, uh, each time. Um, but what really made it a viable option for me was COVID. So I, you know, I hate to say the good things that came out of, uh, of COVID, but that was one of them um, because we realized we could do this work from home. And so I wasn't traveling long hours. Um, so that's really where I got into the consulting piece. Um, but again, it's kind of just old hat for me because it's a new project or a new um, implementation all along the way. Yeah. So do you have a process when you walk into some place and, you know, everything's a mess and everybody's freaking out, there's fires going on. Like, what do you do first? Like, how do you control the situation? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I use a lot of my nursing skills, you know, I go into a situation and I assess it and I say, what's, what is the situation? Listen, understand, you know, I work with a lot of executives. So they'll come to me and say, Hey, Christina, we're, we tried, we tried to implement XYZ. It failed. Nobody used it. How can we, you know, we don't even know what the issue is. Um, so what I start with is workflow analysis. I sit down with the users. I interview them. I understand what their problems are and then just start to map the process out. So step one, and you know, it's not just the nursing process. So we take the process all the way from you say it's an inpatient stay, it's what happens in the registration process and who's who's doing the registration process and what tools are they using. And then go through and document and in painful detail sometimes um, every step of that process. And, and then we need to map out the future state. So what is it supposed to look like? What is the software supposed to be doing and how are people supposed to be using it? So it's a difference between what's actually happening and what should be happening. And then from there, your gaps are highlighted. 
Um, so, you know, say there's a, uh, there's, there's typically three types of gaps. There's an operational gap, which could be a workflow issue. It could be a staffing model that doesn't support the use of the technology, or it could be a technology issue where um, there's either a bug or something that wasn't configured to support an end user's um, workflow. So then once you have all those gaps identified, you, you really just kind of manage it like a project and you say, here's the first gap, how are we gonna solve this? Bring everybody together and do this collective problem solving. And, and then the gaps will slowly start to kind of disappear from that process. And then at the end, you have what the process is gonna be going forward. Um, so that is, really the expectation, everybody kind of signs off and says, yes, this is how we're going to use the software. Executives say, yes, this is what I'm going to get in data from the software. And everybody knows how to use it. And then you, you know, you can use that for training materials. You can use it for test scripts to test it. I mean, there's a lot of things. Once you know what's actually happening and what should be happening um, and solve to those gaps. Yeah, I mean, I have to say it, it's pretty scary how disorganized a lot of these healthcare institutions actually are. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I can get, yeah, I mean, we can all get in there and find many, many problems. And so you're constantly saying, hey, this is a patient safety issue, or it's a financial issue, or it's a regulatory issue, and you have to kind of triage from there. Yeah, you would think this would be built in to every business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot, and a lot of businesses, they just call it something different. So, you know, it may be value stream mapping or, um, a Kaizen process or Kaizen flow, you know, really standards of practice. Um, everybody kind of calls it something different. Um, but you would think that the expectation would be laid out clear on how to use some, how to use the software and what it can do. Right. Okay. So now how do you, um, how, how did you go from, I know you said COVID kind of pushed you into that, but like, how did you get your first clients? Yeah. So, um, work, you know, I work with a lot of independent recruiters. Um, some are, some of my connections are just people I've worked with in the past that have come back and said, Hey, we could really use your help and support. Um, you know, you there, there's a lot of options as a consultant. You can have your own LLC, or you can work under a W two um, for a um, for a recruiting company. Um, so really, all those options are available. Um, but it it does take a lot of marketing, and um, you have to you you really have to do a good job at at what you're what you're doing for those clients because referrals and word of mouth are a huge part of that. And right. um, so that, you know, your, your reputation precedes you a lot of times. Right. Yeah. I would, I would think that would be the hardest part is just getting started and getting that first client. Uh, you know, I think of people on Fiverr or Upwork and I'm always hiring people off of Fiverr and Upwork, but you know, I bypass anybody that doesn't have any reviews, right? Like, oh, I can't, you know, I don't want to be the first person, you know, you don't know how they're going to do. I want the person that has like a hundred reviews or a thousand reviews. And, you know, it's, so it, you're in that kind of like getting that first break is, is so hard. But then once you're, once people know you, like you said, the referrals will, you know, I mean, you probably never have to spend money on marketing all that much after that, because you probably have more stuff that you can, than you can handle. Right. And I would say that it's, 
it's harder to get into informatics. It's a very competitive area. Um, it's very appealing. You know, you can work from home typically. Um, the work-life balance um, is always a challenge for everybody, but it's typically there. Um, so what I always, the advice I give people is to get involved in projects. Um, so, you know, getting into um, how a hospital works behind the scenes, you know, things that you never think about as a bedside nurse. You know, I knew I had to document my, my CHF education, but I never really understood why. But now, because I've worked for quality or I've worked for these different departments in the hospital, I know that's tied to core measures. I and mean, it's that specific one isn't tied to core measures anymore, but which ultimately kind of goes to, um, you know, our value and care and how we're reimbursed. Um, so I would say that the leap from bedside nursing into full-time informatics is the most challenging piece. And then to go from you know, a full-time employee with an organization to a consulting role is another additional piece, but you really have to build up that expertise before yeah. you can kind of go out on your own. Yeah. And your contacts, because are you competing against like large corporations that do this stuff or would have lots of like thousands of consultants? Um, no, the market gets weird sometimes, but it really is kind of a you know, they, they call us purple squirrels, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because we were unique, less than 1% of nurses are, are informaticists. And so it's, it is a unique, you are, you get uniquely qualified because you're constantly a liaison. So you take what the technical people have to say, or what their gaps are. And you say, well, what that really means in the clinical world is X, Y, Z, and then vice versa. Um, so it, it, there's not a lot of people with that skill set. I mean, there's a, I, I can identify a nurse, a, a future nurse informaticist after a few minutes talking with them. Um, so there's a lot of that, I think, skill set just embedded in being a nurse. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so it gets, um, it, it's challenging sometimes. Um, so, but do, do you, how long do your projects end up lasting? I mean, I'm sure that varies, but is there an average length? It does vary. So um, typical engagements um, usually start off at six months. You can get into a one month or I'm sorry, a one year engagement right off the bat. Um, some people even do three month engagements. That's challenging. It's challenging to come on and consult for, you know, three months when it takes you, you know, two or three weeks to figure out even like who to talk who's to. Who's who. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who's who in the zoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but, you know, they, and then, and then they can renew, you know, um, so it's either project ends, you move on, or you stay on board with that client for years at a time. You know, my my shortest contract's been four four months, and my longest has been two years. Uh, so it really it really varies on on need of the organization. How did you know how to price your services? Oh, that that's a really hard one. Um, I did you make mistakes early on with it? I mean, um, I think I made mistakes in that I didn't. It did. I probably didn't value what I did enough at the beginning. Um, you know, I I leaned a lot at the beginning on recruiters to kind of say, here's here's the ballpark of where you should be. 
Um, you know, I looked at a lot of um, report hymns, reports, things like that um, kind of gave me a ballpark. Um, but you know, now I know what my rate is and I, you know, I have a range and if it's, if it's not close, then, you know, it's, it's not, it's probably not a match because they likely don't understand what they need. <laughs> if that makes sense. All right. Um, so it was some trial and error for sure. <laughs> now, do you, uh, do you market it all in places like Upwork or is it, are you purely like word of mouth? Um, I definitely do a lot of networking. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, just even talking to people with, um, profiles that match my own and say, Hey, I see you're an informaticist. What are your projects you're working on? Um, a lot of people will also reach out to me for advice and kind of how to break into the industry. Um, and so that has come back full force to me and saying, hey, I got a job here and they need somebody else to come in and consult. Um, <clears throat> so it's a small world, um, clinical informatics. And um, it really, that that uh, word of mouth and those referrals are really what drives my business. Right. So do you do any matchmaking with like companies that you can't work with or you don't have time and, you know, hand them off to other people? Absolutely. I, I give the love, like I get the love, um, <laughs> you know, if I'm in an engagement and I know that it's going to be going strong for another three to six months, I will say, Hey, I've got this really great colleague. She's looking for something right now, you know, give her a call and, um, Absolutely. All my friends were constantly saying, Hey, what are you doing now? Or what, you know, all my consulting friends and even my full-time employee friends, you know, um, I, I like to bring the best with me wherever I go. So um, we definitely share, share the community and share the, the knowledge of who's looking for great talent. Right. And you said nurses reach out to you. So do you also train nurses to be uh, consultants like you are? Yeah, I have set up some training programs. It has been more around how to be an informaticist and less on how to do informatics and consulting. Um, because when I started off as a new informaticist, you know, I was told things like, go do workflow analysis. And I'm like, what is workflow analysis? It sounds awful. <laughs> what, what does that even mean? And, you know, I still, sometimes I'm like, what do you, what do you think you're asking me to do? <laughs> um, so I did, I developed a whole course on this is, this is, infer this is how you do workflow analysis. This is how you document <laughs> workflow analysis. Here are the things that come from your workflow. Here's your outputs. Um, because I struggled um, and I didn't have really a mentor to kind of I just, I learned as I went, it was just trial and error and, you know, oh, don't, you know, don't piss that doctor off again, or don't tell him how to do his notes, <laughs> you know, um, now it's, you come in and you say, Hey, you know, let's do the notes together. You know, I mean, you just, you just learn along the way, but, um, if I would have had a guidebook, it would have been, I, yeah, I would have, I would be like the top informaticist right now of everything. <laughs> Um, all right. Awesome. So I guess let me ask you this, because you don't have a website, so people can find you on LinkedIn, but um, do you have plans on like building this out further or what's kind of your five-year goal? Or are you happy with what you've got going on? Oh gosh, this is such a good question and such an always changing question. Um, I 
I love consulting. I absolutely love that I can spend six months at an organization, make an impact and um, kind of move on to the next. Um, I would, I really would love to bring more nurses into the industry. Um, I can tell you, I'm, you know, I'm nervous just like anybody else to be starting a business or trying to figure that out on, on your own. Um, but my five-year plan, um, you know, I, I'll probably still be in consulting and or um, working closer to the software development. Um, so I think, you know, as my journey from bedside nurse to getting closer to the people who are actually writing the code for these, this software, you know, whatever EHR it is, um, I feel like the closer I can get to that, the bigger impact I will have. Um, and bringing more clinicians into that process, um, because these big vendors, these big software developers, they still don't get it sometimes, you know, they still are designing things that make sense for billing or make sense for reporting or quality metrics, but don't make sense for the frontline users who are using the software. Um, so I would say, you know, in five years, I will, I'll, I'll be consulting. Um, maybe I'll have some people working for me at that point. Um, and, or, Maybe I'll have a software company. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Christina. Well, can you tell people where they can find you and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, I, I'm Christina Kohan, nurse informaticist. I'm on LinkedIn and I love to geek out about nursing informatics and um, yeah, give me a ring. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing this with us. All right. Thank you, Katie. This is Katie Harris saying thanks for listening. Remember, if you're a nurse who is ready to start this type of business that you heard about here today on this podcast or any other idea that is burning a fire inside of you, let's talk it out. Click the link inside the show notes to schedule your private discovery call with my team. No sales. This call is just to determine what your idea is and if we can help. Until next time, keep making your impact, nursepreneurs.